Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pure Faith Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things Bible. This is our host, Mitchell, and I am the co-host, Michelle. Brilliant, beautiful Michelle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, excuse me. We ask that you like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and don't forget to hit the notification icon when new episodes are released. So, the cold air has me delirious. Sure, that's what it is. It's the cold weather. <laughs> oh, shoot. I told Mitchell, I said, I come in here tonight, and I've got three shirts on, two pairs of pants. I left my car running. <laughs> I live I live a block and a half from the church, and I left my car running. <laughs> she told me it's because she doesn't drive very far, so. I don't drive very far, and I in this cold weather, you should have your vehicle running a little bit, is what I'm told. So, that's yeah. what I'm doing. But, yeah, I've got lots of layers on. I just realized I never checked her camera. We're a little off center. Oh, well, why don't you fix it real quick? Okay. Good enough. So what you thought was off center didn't even, I looked at it and it looked fine to me. So I was a little, cause I'm a little cockeyed. Yeah. You said it. I did say it, but it runs in the family. I got nothing. <laughs> um. We all know dad was a little bit off. His hell was always tilted. <laughs> oh shoot! All right, so let me set my alarm because our battery life is not very, it's not very much either on the on the laptop because I did not plug it in because we were recording on Monday instead of our usual Thursday because yeah. we also got military weekend this weekend. Yeah, things change, things life change. goes on, so we're here tonight. So yeah, Michelle was talking about how it's cold outside. So I went to work early this morning. How early did you go to work? Uh, like 6.15. Eh. I guess it really wasn't that early. Was your car in the garage? No. Oh. And it was negative 5 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, so cold. It was really cold. Yeah. I, um. We're not used to that kind of cold here in Ohio. So you started your car. Yeah. You got it all warmed up so you could leave. I went to work this morning. I didn't have to report till eight, but you know, I don't drive to work because that's only one block instead of a block and a half. So so much closer. It's so much closer. Um, so I walked to work this morning. That probably was cold. It was really cold, but that's why I have two pairs of pants on and three shirts, and I just kept them on all day because you know why not? Why not? I'm, I didn't complain. I was cold today. Well, that's good. I know. Because it's cold outside. So. Yes. So we stumbled through last um, last week's episode. It's a good way to say it. How how did the editing go for that? I haven't done it yet. Okay, so we don't know what the results are from that. So I don't know if we apologize. I'm going to. I, I think it was a oh, flop. Yeah, well. <laughs> And that's what, you know, we, we look at it and, you know, some nights flow and some nights don't, you know, God puts in us the words that he wants us to to hear, what he wants us to say, what he wants us to see. And for some reason, it just wasn't flowing for you um, no. in our last episode. No. But like I told mom, it all came together in the end. No matter how much we fumbled okay. through it, it all came together because at the end of the day or at the end of the episode, I should say, you know, I told mom, I said, to take the words that you had and to put in the words that you put in 
to come to that that verse for it to make sense. I've been doing that with my devotion in the morning. You know, I've been what I do is I I take my my week of uh, I take a month a picture a screenshot of a, a month of Bible verses, and you know each morning now I'm I'm reading this Bible verse, and I am you know doing my research on it to see what it says. And that's the first thing I look for what is, you know, what's another way of, of this coming across. So even though we could think it was a flop, I can tell you that it was good for me. Okay. I got something out of it. Well, there's a lot of times where I think I really dropped the ball on an episode, but then I go to edit it. And I'm like, eh, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. And I get those messages every once in a while. I hate the message that says, I really think we need to record this one. Re-record? Yeah, right. I'm sorry. We need to re-record this one. It's only happened a couple of times. It's only happened a couple of times. <laughs> but I don't like that message. <laughs> so whenever I sent you a message last night, like, hey, you know, when do you want to record this week with your weekend? I was really hoping you weren't going to say, well, I really think we need to re-record. No, I haven't even listened to it yet. Mm. Normally, we're recording on Monday night. Normally, Monday night is my editing night. Uh. That's when I sit down and go through it and and do all my editing. And then Tuesday night is my release night, uh, is my it? upload uh, and release. Yeah. So I give myself a lot of spare time to make sure everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, shoot. It, it, it is, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. So, but we have, um, we've been battling some sickness in the family. So yes. hopefully everyone gets back to healthy. So if I, Cough. I'm sorry. Just don't cough on me. I'll try Please. To, I'll cough this way and sneeze that way. Oh, that sound. great. I feel like there's there's always something going on. There's sickness everywhere, it seems like. But it's kind of hit your household a little harder than some of them. Um, I've got really, a... it only hit Zeke and Paige. Well, yeah, that you know of. Like you said, you weren't feeling well, but you don't know if it's the same Yeah, but thing. I, I, it never... I mean, I felt... Bad, but like I was telling you, I thought it was because of surgery, recovery, pushing it too hard, and come to find out it was probably the sickness. But yeah, I worked through it, and yeah, and I know that there's things going around school. I mean, Daniel's battling bronchitis. I I got um a coworker whose family's been down with influenza A. So you know, I just know there's a lot of stuff going around. So we pray that everyone can stay healthy. Maybe this negative four. Temperature will just kill everything off. Maybe. I hope so. We'll see that. I don't know. All okay. right. You ready to get started? I am ready to get started. <laughs> so what are we... Thank you. So what are we doing here? We're doing... Last uh, week we did Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Well, and 1 through uh, 2. We have to finish oh, 3 yet. 1 through 2. Okay. So we've got to finish Hebrews 11, 3. Okay. And then we'll get through that and we'll probably at least get started on Hebrews 11, 4. Okay. That sounds like a plan. So Hebrews 11.3 is, this reads, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. Um, So just to break this down, uh, the universe was created, so... By faith, we understand that the universe was created. This is just taking us back to Genesis 1. Genesis to, 1. To the creation story. Yeah. Um, like I said, through Hebrews, there's going to be a lot of 
a lot of flashbacks. Jumping around. A lot of going back to Old Testament to look at different events. Mm-hmm. And this one is just a creation story. Where after this, we're going to start getting into actual individuals. Okay. So, this is just, like I said, the creation story. Genesis 1. And so, we understand that the universe was created. Right. By, we didn't see it created. We didn't see it created. That's where the faith comes into play. Exactly. Because we weren't there. Right. And and actually, if you watched my sermon that I did, um, where I went through Genesis 1... Like, really fast. Mm. They're like, all Genesis 1, like, one 20-some-minute sermon, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, I think in that, I mentioned that... Um, I lost my train of thought. So, this episode is starting out like your last <laughs> one. Very good. Oh, you're so um, so what were we talking about? We were talking about the universe. And I said by faith, and I told, like, we weren't, we did not see the creation of yes. the universe. We, we did not, it, yes. So my point I made in that sermon was, how do we know that the universe was created exactly the way it says in Genesis 1? Because mm-hmm. this was when we were doing the young earth creationist. Oh, yes, I remember. Earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, like, how do we know that Genesis one is 100% factual and it's not metaphorical? And one of my arguments was who was there to actually see it? Right. It what was, the, was it was day one. Body? Yes. God's the only one. Yep. God and his angels. Yeah. So. Yeah, this story was given to Moses because Moses is the one accredited for writing Genesis. Mm-hmm. So this story was given to Moses by God. Moses didn't witness this happening. Mm-mm. This was just a story told to him by God. Right. <clears throat> so, again, like I said there, could Genesis, the creation story, happen exactly the way it's written? Yes. Do I believe that? Mm, not really. <laughs> But I do believe, like what this is saying, that the universe was created by the word of God. And I just want to hit on this word of God, this concept of the word of God. Okay. A little bit. Because this is what I'm going to be doing my next um, February 11th and 18th. Yeah, your your quote-unquote sermons that you're doing for the church. I don't like calling them sermons. I know, really. You really don't. I do Bible study. You, yeah. But whatever. I haven't figured out a good word yet. To call them, anyways. Um. So whenever I do those, I want to do a deep dive into this concept of Word of God. But I do want to hint now, or or kind of hit on it a little bit now, that there are three basic understandings of the Word of God. Um. In our modern day context, we view the word as God, the word of God as the Bible. Right. Yes. And I call this kind of like the representative word of God um, because the Bible is God's representative for us. We don't have prophets today. We don't have Mm -hmm. 
we don't have God speaking to us. Mm-mm. So all we have is the Bible. Right. And the Bible represents the word of God. Then, but the thing is, the Bible didn't create the universe. So that's not this word of God that they're talking about. The second type of word of God is, I haven't decided if I want to call it the literal word of God or the actual word of God. Kind of both the same meaning. Yeah, kind of. And that is, you know, we don't have God's word today. God verbally speaking to us today. But he did speak in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And that is recorded in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's okay. And so that word of God, that literal word of God is what was used to create the world, the universe. So that's what the author of Hebrews is talking about here is the literal word of God that created Mm -hmm. the universe. But there is another version of the word of God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And this is the one I'm really going to hit on whenever we talk about it. And it is the, I think, I don't remember what used I word I used in my head. Um, so listen to the story, <laughs> and I will tell you then. He's got too much going on up there for us to know that right now. So let's move forward on this. Meta metamorphosis metamorph metamorphosis. I see now. I don't know what it is. Oh, I hope Something you, along the I words. hope you make notes. I will for that. Oh goodness. So, yeah, so this is the literal word of God that created the universe. So, moving on. So, that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. (coughs) Again, this is kind of, this isn't the type of of wording that we would use today. This doesn't make much sense. I mean, it does if you think about it. What they're really trying to say here is that... What we see in the world today, what we see around us, everything, everything that was created. Okay. Was created from nothing. We see this in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. And I want to read that. This reads, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So first it's talking about hovering over the face of the waters. That would imply that there were waters here. But again, I think this is metaphorical and a lot of people will say the same thing. This isn't just me. Um, And actually, if you go to the Bible project Here recently on their podcast, they had this huge, long series, and I think they called it something like something about dragons or something along that, those lines. But it was about the different forms of chaos that we see in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times waters are used to represent chaos. Oh. And it's not literal water that they're talking about. And the whole idea of this this correlation between um, waters and chaos is if you are out in open water during a storm, 
it is. I personally have not been in that situation, mm-hmm. and I personally don't ever want to be mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine it, mm-hmm. and that's bad enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this whole concept of chaos, and and hopefully you're you're understanding what I'm trying to say here. So waters in the Bible is used as a metaphor for just that unorganized chaos. Right. So we're not thinking of simple waters like a stream and a and a waterfall and that you're talking like in the the middle right. of anywhere where things can go terribly wrong is the type of water that we're yes. we we are comparing chaos yes. to. Rogue waves. Yes. The unpredictable. Yes. Not the beauty. But this isn't literal waters that they're talking about here. This is just right. chaos. And we know that because it's saying that the earth was without form and void. Another way that I've heard that represent, and again, mm-hmm. I get this from the Bible Project, guys, is that it was Tohu Vavohu, which is, <laughs> um, it just basically means it was wild and waste. It mm. was it was chaos. Mm. And that's that's what it was. It was just a bunch of chaos going on with no form, no nothing. Like there was nothing there. It was just complete chaos. And then God spoke. Mm. And this chaos all came together. Chaos. So I got. <laughs> um, so yeah, our our computer died. Yeah, of course. So. Our battery was low because I didn't we, plug it in. We tried to. We tried to start where we were, let, well, where we left off, but... We tried to get through it. That's why we never plugged it in. Well, because it's told us we had an hour. But then we had to plug it. in all this equipment, so it's not an hour. So You know that for the future now. Now we know. Anyways. Okay, so, yeah. So, I don't know where it cut out. I mean, yeah, we, we don't know, but uh, we can start back up with... Um, so, yes. Yeah. Um, we were going through Genesis 1 and mm-hmm. 2. So, yes. The earth was without form and void. There was nothing here. God spoke. Through speaking, um, he created the entire universe out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And everything that we see here now today, every every animal, every, every and everything, no matter what you look at, just look around. Everything that you see mm-hmm. was created either directly by God or indirectly by indirectly, God. Indirectly, right. Because... You know, I see chairs. Well, God didn't necessarily create that chair directly, but he created the people who created the chair. Mm-hmm. Right. So everything was created by God. Right. So do we even know how much time we have left? After well, I chaos? I have 10 minutes because I paused it. Okay. So I don't know if I covered everything I wanted to cover there, but we're just going to move on. So we're going to go to Hebrews 11, 4. Mm-hmm. So this reads, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Mm. All that. Woo! Too many words. So this is the first person that we actually have in this hall of records. And it's Abel. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the only evidence that we really have of this sacrifice is in Genesis 4, 1 through 5. So this is one instance where we don't have a whole lot of background to go off of. So I'm going to read Genesis 4, 1 through 5, and we're going to break that down. So Genesis 4, 1 through 5 reads, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Mm. So this is literally all we have on this story. This is the entire story. As far as the sacrifices go, I mean, obviously the Cain and Abel story goes on because Cain goes on to kill Abel because he was jealous. But as far as this offering, this is it. So out of this, we have to figure out why Abel's sacrifice was highly regarded by God and Cain's wasn't. And the only thing that we can really get from this is that the fact that Cain brought fruit from the ground for his offering. But Abel brought the firstborn of mm-hmm. his flock and the fat portions for his offering. So Abel was bringing the choicest meat and, and also bringing the, the fat portion. So he is bringing a more choice selection i mean now granted you can't really compare you know fruit to the ground which this is your crops mm-hmm. your grains your whatever you can grow in the ground i mean you can't really it's comparing apples and oranges but you can still have the choicest of the fruits of the ground as well as the choicest of your meat right selection. right yes you can so I mean, again, we kind of have to read into this a little bit to try to figure out what's really going on. But the fact that Cain just brought fruit from the ground, that implies that he didn't take the time to choose the best best. fruit, the first fruit, um, the, the choicest fruit. He just, hey, I need to bring an offering. Well, here I just... Take some of this that's laying here and offer that to God. Right. Where Abel actually made the effort to choose the firstborn and to bring the fat portions with it, you know, really up in the game a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's the only thing that we can really kind of, that's the only basis we really have for, for why Abel why why Abel's offering was regarded and Cain's wasn't. Um, so we're going to come back to the Cain and Abel story, but taking it back to Hebrews 11, 4, um, the next portion is 
through which he was commended as righteous. So through, so through this offering that Abel made, mm-hmm. um, I remember that commended was that special praise. Oh, yeah. So through that offering that Abel offered to God, God gave him a special praise and regarded him as righteous. Well, you don't see the word righteous in that original Cain and Abel story. It's not there. So this is being added in. So if you remember, you know, we talked a lot about righteousness. Right. Well, righteousness is doing what is right in the eyes of God. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So the author of Hebrews is reading into the story a little bit, the Cain and Abel story, and saying that the offering that Abel offered to God was right in the eyes of God. Oh, okay. So before we, we get onto that too much, let's yeah. read the next section where it's because this commended and continues. Right. <clears throat> because the next section says God commending him by accepting his gifts. So we know that this form of commendation, this this form of praise was in the form of regarding the offering that Abel made. And therefore the offering that Cain made was not regarded. So he he did not receive any kind of special oh excuse me. He did not receive any kind of special praise for that. But now we really have to kind of go on this this mental trip here because there's a lot of things we don't know. Mm-hmm. Especially about the story. Because, well, first of all, they're bringing offerings and sacrifices to God. Exactly. Why? Why? At this point, we have no backstory to where God commanded them to bring bring sacrifices and offerings. So we don't know what their rule was. Were they just doing this to do this? Well, if so, how does, I mean, how can Cain be punished? For only if, bringing what he can. If he doesn't know what he's supposed to be bringing. Right, right. So there has to be some sort of of guidelines that was given to them that we just we don't, don't have recorded right. in in the Bible. There, there has to be more to this story. But again, we weren't there. We, we have to live by faith. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that is. Mm-mm. We have to trust that... God was just here in in accepting Abel's right. offering and not Cain's. But mm-hmm. some of the other things we don't know is, well, did God tell them to bring the choicest fruit? Well, if that's the case, then Cain obviously didn't do what he was told. Right. Going back to the Hebrews, the author the author of Hebrews talks about the fact that Abel's offering was righteous. So, therefore, it was right in the eyes of God. So, how could it be right in the eyes of God unless there is some form of guideline saying, hey, this is what I want you to do. Right. So, again, we have to read a lot into this. We have to make a lot of assumptions. Yeah. 
because the actual text doesn't give us Mm. any of this information. Yeah. But judging by the fact that Abel's offering was accepted by God Mm -hmm. and Cain's wasn't, the fact that he is mentioned, that Abel is mentioned here in the Hall of Records in Hebrews 11 with all these others who are commended for their faith, we have to assume that Abel was doing what God was telling him to do. To do. So he was following the commandments, even though this was before we had the commandments. (laughs) Right. So, again, there's just a lot there that we kind of... And another thing is, when were the offerings given? But my question is, okay, so, you know... Abel brings his the first the first of his flock, right? Yeah, the firstborn. Uh, which, you know, is understandable, but that's so much more precious, I think, than a, unless he's bringing his first fruit. Like, if you're just bringing, or your, I should say fruit, but, you know, you're, it, it's, just, it's, like you said, it, there's no comparison here. Yeah, uh, it, there's comparison, but like I said, it's, you're comparing apples and oranges, there's two different things, so you have to to go by the standards in each category. Right. So even though, you know, even though you know later break. on, right, whenever God does actually give the the commands for the sacrifices and offerings, it is supposed to be of the first fruits. So that's where it's like, well, when are they actually doing this? Because is this going to be at harvest time? So right. is Cain going what? to have his first fruits? It, again, there's a lot we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we can read a lot into this. Yeah, a lot but, of assumptions. But we really don't know. I got it. Hold on. I got, I got no, one more thing. Fine. Go for it because we got And so the here. last part of, of Hebrews 11.4. Mm-hmm. And through his faith, though he died, he still oh, speaks. Yes. I saw that in here. So this is just saying that, again, we don't have a whole lot in this actual Abel story from Genesis. And we don't really know much about these guys because the text is pretty thin. Mm-hmm. Like we just spent how much time talking about. Right. We have to read <laughs> a lot into the story to know what was actually going on. Exactly. But the fact that he is mentioned here in Hebrews 11. Yeah. He, Abel was faithful. hmm Abel did what he was supposed to do. We have to assume that based on the commendation that he got from God because God accepted his offering. That's what Hebrews 11 is telling us. So... Even though Abel was killed by Cain shortly after this, we still have the story of Abel's offering being accepted by God when Cain's wasn't. And so we still have that story of his faithfulness. And it's through that faith that he is being commended now in Hebrews 11. Yes. I think that's all I have. All right. Fantastic. All right, so even though we had a couple interruptions with our computer and our recording, we thank you for joining us. Please leave a comment on this video or go to our contact page at purefaithliving.com and you can send us a message there. 
And as always, if you like our show, then we ask that you share it with others and so that we all work together and spread the good word of Jesus Christ. But don't forget to subscribe, and we will chat with you next time. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.